Hello and welcome. This is the Bits vs. Buy podcast. I'm your host, Armin Krikic, and with me today is Charlotte Melkert. She is uh, one of the founders of Equalture. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, how uh, did I did I say it correctly? Actually, it's Equalture, right? Equalture, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a pretty difficult name. <laughs> yeah. Where where did name where did that name come from? Um, well, we were searching for uh, a lot of names out there. Uh, I think the, the the biggest problem with finding a name is that you need to buy the domain, domain name, name as well. <laughs> that, that's that's problem number one. Yeah. Um, uh, and we wanted to to create a name uh, that makes sense for people. Uh, although it's a pretty difficult name, if you explain it, it makes sense. Uh, the first part equals from equality. So we want to make sure that. Uh, every candidate that applies to a job opening is evaluated based on the exact same data as everyone else. Uh, and the second part is from culture, uh, uh-huh. uh, because we think that when evaluating a candidate, you should take into consideration what someone has done, but also someone's potential in terms of personality skills, uh, will it match your, with your team? Mm-hmm. Uh, so equality in culture is uh, equality. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, that, that's actually what I believe in as well. Yeah, it's... it's <laughs> It's really cool, but it is is it is the way, right? So I'm I mean, every time when I look at someone that I want to hire, it's the first thing I look at, right? Is it going to fit? And not in a sense of uh, does this? Of course, you look at the qualifications of someone, but is it going to fit in the way that you want to build a team, right? Yeah. To want to to see your company. So could you tell me a little bit uh, more about your background and how you got to start uh, the company? Yeah. Well, I'm uh, 22 years old now, so kind of young to have this company. <laughs> Very young. <laughs> um, I started my first company uh, at the age of 19, together with my twin sister, when we were still studying. And that was a recruitment agency. Uh, we started a recruitment agency because my sister already had some experience with recruitment. Uh, we wanted to figure out whether we liked entrepreneurship uh, and we thought let's grab the combination of, of something we we already know something about and recruitment is a market uh, in which I think if you have a good story and you can you can prove yourself uh, uh, age uh, uh, degrees etc uh, people don't care as long as you deliver so we started the recruitment agency uh, and I think already after two or three months we saw that basically with every client we had from from the biggest corporates to startups and everything in between, people face the same issues when it comes to recruitment. Uh, we were also quite surprised about the fact that recruitment is a very traditional market, uh, like we are going one century back. Uh, so we were thinking like, how can we how can we disrupt the market a little bit? How can we make it more, more data-driven, uh, more fair? grab all the problems together uh, um, and see how we can solve that. And that's not something you can do with a with a service company. Uh, I think that's something you can do with a product company uh, that has a, a really scalable product that, that has the potential to, to, let's say, to conquer the world. Um, so we basically uh, wrote down all the problems we faced during our time as recruiters for a recruitment agency uh try to find some sort of a uh, uh, some sort of the linking the, the link between all those problems and that was the foundation for equalture and and why why recruitment because you could you could have <laughs> picked any other like uh like sector within the within maybe IT but in general uh, why why did you think recruitment was so interesting well, the, uh, the, well, I have to admit, uh, we chose recruitment because my sister was already a recruiter, ah. so we, we knew how to deal with recruitment. I think if you are 19 years old, 
uh, you haven't got a degree yet, uh, no serious work experience. I think many, many companies would probably fail. And recruitment is a market that you can actually, you can make it happen as long as you're good in what you're doing. So it was, it, yeah. To be honest, it was a bit of the, the, the safest choice to make. Yeah. So how did you go about that? Because you started it right from school uh, together mm-hmm. with your sister. So uh, how, how did you go about things like funding and stuff like that? How, how did you do that? Uh, uh, when, I think, when I think back to all those months, I actually have no clue how we managed to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> I always say it's, it's actually a Dutch, uh, a Dutch exp- uh, pronouncement, but I will try to translate it to English. Normally, Dutch people say, uh, uh, do not see any beers on the road. I yeah, don't yeah. see any beers on the road, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, which means don't be scared for the things you might, you might face in the future. Uh, I always say we we didn't saw the road anyway, so we we were so naive in 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 every possible way. When when we came up with the idea of equals here, we had zero experience in IT, so we were about to start a tech startup without any IT experience. I think that's that's uh, uh, can be an issue itself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of an issue. Yeah. <laughs> but naive as we were, we thought let's let's uh, let's find an IT student, pay him. Uh, maybe 10,000 euros and he will build a, a unicorn product that we are going to conquer the world with. <laughs> That's not how it works in practice, of course. Uh, so we were we started with validating our, our ID, uh, visiting, I think we visited maybe 50 different companies and just explaining what we wanted to do and ask those companies, would you buy something like this? Would you use a product like this? Uh, the answer was most of the times yes. And if it was a no, then it was something we could overcome by, by, uh, by fine-tuning the ID. Um, and then we came to the second problem that was the funding part because it's uh, uh, if, yeah if you're not a developer you need to find people who are going to develop the product for you. Um, so we uh, we I think I just googled how to find an investor. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the easiest way to do it. <laughs> and then I found that the uh, uh, the ABN Amro has an informal investors network where you can huh. just upload your pitch as a startup if the investment manager thinks the potential is is good enough you are invited to give a presentation to several investors and then if someone's interested you can you can uh, uh, yeah you can create some sort of collaboration luckily enough we found our investor i think within one month oh, from quick. the moment we started thinking about funding anyway oh that's quick because um, usually uh, it takes it takes a little while because your uh, your idea has to be kind of it has to be formed a little bit more, right? That, that's the thing. Uh, a lot of investors will be like, okay, this is really in the early stages of an idea <laughs> and, and we really need to, need to think about it a little bit more. Uh, so th- that's quick. That's really quick. What, what I was wondering about, uh, as you said, you didn't have any prior experience in IT, no. but you n- needed to get IT staff, right? Yeah. So you needed like developers or maybe even someone that's going to uh, to lead all the developments. So h- how did you go about that? Well, that was lucky shot number two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Fleur, my twin sister... Uh, like as all, she has she had worked as a recruiter uh, during her study, and that was an IT recruitment. Mm. So at least she knew the difference between front end and back end. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Um, so I think looking back at it uh, with a little bit more experience, we probably would have been uh, a little bit more 
demanding when searching for for freelancers. Now we just we just found a really nice team. It was a combination of a, a back-ender, front-ender, and a UX designer. So yeah. the, the the perfect package for creating a tool. Well, looking back at it, it's not the uh, it, it's not the most stable, innovative tool in terms of how how it's built up. So we are currently rebuilding the whole platform from but scratch. From scratch, yeah, yeah. That was the first thing that our CTO told us when he walked through the door. Uh, Throw this out. We need yeah. something new. <laughs> That's what every CTO yeah. says when they start a new project. Yeah, but in our case, it was the right decision because our mm. product was was built on languages that are pretty old, and it, it I think it would would it would work for two years, and then then it would it yeah it would raise uh, some sort of a bar. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we found we found our uh, uh, our first team of freelance developers through Flourish Network. Mm, that's yeah that's interesting yeah that, that's that's the way to go but uh, what i was wondering about is that how how do you know you have the right person that that's the that's the tricky part right because you can know a lot of developers but it's hard to find someone that says okay actually a decision like starting from scratch again that's a really tough decision to make and really need to know what you're doing if you if you're going to undertake that so how did you know for example with your cto how did you know that it, that was the right person well we uh, uh of course that was um when we hired our cto it was last september mm. we were already building the product for a year so uh, over the year you 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 get us some experience in terms sure. of how development works uh uh, what skills someone needs to have. Uh, we met our uh, CTO uh, through one of our investors, yeah. um, advisors, I'm sorry, through one of our advisors. And he was uh, lead developer at Young Capital before he joined our company. Yep. So in already in an HR company. Uh, so he knew the markets, he knew the systems that were out there, the, the problems. Uh, the problem we are solving was actually one of the problems that Young Capital also tried to solve. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, he has uh, he has gone through the equality application, but so we use our own product to hire our yeah. CTO. Uh, so the combination of uh, our products gave a, a good matching score, uh, and 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 we we already knew him uh, through one of our advisors, and he came from from the the company. He came from the track record he has was was it was almost a dream finding someone from the exact same market. Yeah, yeah, the, because that can happen as well that you get a CTO that's not inside of the market and. Uh, of course, someone can adapt, right? But it's just that it takes more time to get someone yeah. to, to understand the market and know yeah. what's happening in there. And uh, what, what, I was, um, what I was wondering about, so how does it work uh, in terms of the product, right? So how do, you, how do you actually start using your product? How do our, you mean how your our clients, clients use yeah, product? Yeah. No, what Equalture does, uh, Equalture is a pre-selection technology. Um, our aim with the product is that we want to make sure that every candidate uh, that apply for your company will provide you with the exact same information. And based on all that information, we can provide you with a success prediction. So for uh, for instance, if we, uh, we have now two job openings for every candidate that applies to one of our job openings, uh, we gather as much information as possible from that candidate. And our algorithm provides us with uh, a success prediction. So, for instance, the, this is a 80% chance that the candidate will fit uh, fit into our company and into the role we're searching for. Okay. And h- how does that how does that data come to you? So, how, where do you get that data from? Well, what we do is uh, uh, what normally happens if you would apply to a job is that you uh, you visit a career site, you think this is a cool job, I click on the apply button. 
uh, and then an application form pops up where you need to upload your resume, uh, maybe answer some questions or upload a motivation letter. Um, and that information will be sent to a recruiter or the person who's responsible for hiring that position. Uh, and then you need to do it based on the information you have. So based on a resume and maybe a few questions a candidate has answered. Uh, maybe one candidate is better in creating a resume than another candidate is. Yeah, uh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know for sure, yeah. Uh, a, a resume is, is purely based on track record and not on potential. So what we do is we replace that application form. So mm. if, a, if a candidate decides to apply for, for a, a job of one of our clients and clicks on the apply button, the candidate will be sent to our platform, which mm -hmm. is fully branded to, to our clients. So a candidate won't notice that. Um, and there we are going to ask you to link your LinkedIn profile to the application to as a as a replacement for uh, for the resume because yeah. we think resumes uh, should be uh, should be gone. Um, we also let you play a few games, which are uh, uh, basically assessments, but in a fun way. They are short, uh, uh, fun for candidates, and we can measure really a lot about personality and and uh, and skills. And based on actually the, the information that comes from your LinkedIn, you can adjust that, uh, edit that, uh, et cetera. Um, and the information we get out of your uh, the results of your games, we can say something about your, your past and we can say something about your future performance. Mm -hmm. uh, all that data together uh, uh, is the foundation for, for the success prediction. Okay, that's interesting. So those uh, are those games like challenges that, for example, when uh, when hiring a developer, sometimes companies use like uh, uh, maybe a challenge or whatever to, to create something. Is, yeah. is that the same way? How can I see those games? Is that or is that just general? Everyone gets the same one. Uh, not everyone gets the same one, but the games are uh, standard games, so we don't customize them for our clients. Uh, the reason why we don't do that is because it lowers the reliability of the games. Sure, yeah. Um, so we now have, for instance, seven games in our platform and every game measures, let's say, two up to six uh, uh, traits, so personality or cognitive traits, or maybe both of them. Uh, we advise you which games are relevant for which types of roles. So, for instance, a developer will play different games than, uh, ah, okay. uh, than a content marketer or, or a business developer. Um, Makes sense. It's a different job. I mean, yeah. So different, different things, things you want to know from a candidate. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And um, you said resumes should be gone. <laughs> that's, that's an interesting. Resumes should die. <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm I'm kind of curious because um, I, I feel the same way. But <laughs> but why do you think that that needs to happen? Well, I think that it's it's. Uh, it's like living in the in the, in the last century, making creating creating a piece of paper in words with the information you want to put on it, put into it. Uh, many information will be missing. It it you can also let your brother create your resume. So what does a resume actually say about the person itself? Maybe I didn't create it myself. Maybe I'm just terrible with design, but I'm uh, I'm I'm a really smart person. But then my CV will be as crappy as possible. Uh, or maybe I forget so to mention something on my resume. Happens a lot. Happens a lot. Yeah. Uh, and a resume is really open for the way you interpret it and and the, the the bias you might have while evaluating a resume. So it's 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 not. I think recruitment should be based on data, or at least the first step of, of recruitment should be based on data because we have the possibilities to use data to evaluate candidates. So why should we? Why would we use that 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 
uh, one piece of paper uh, uh, that lacks of, of, of information of, of the way you should interpret it while we have actually the tools that that can really help you that's the I think I think it's just just crazy that that uh, we have we have self-driving cars and I think <laughs> in 10 years everyone will be flying to work instead of driving yeah and we use a resume for recruitment that yeah. just doesn't make sense it, it's difficult though because the the a lot of things that you say make sense because you can, of course, see from uh, some kinds of tests or whatever, you can see if someone has a potential to get more done. Uh, but you miss kind of the, or at least it feels like you miss the personal part, as in the sense of the emotional part. When you meet someone, you know if you have a click or you don't have a click, right? Yeah. So, um, well, we still, we still, uh, we still do interviews, so yeah, we course. encourage everyone to do that. Yeah. Uh, because I think a recruiter should never be replaced by by a technology uh, like we have. I think that first step should be something uh, that people should take their hands off. I think that the first step, making that first impression of a candidate, gathering the information you need, and basically provide you with all the tools you need to start a first interview. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. I think from the point where someone enters your office, it's up to you. And yeah. I think that that's the part where you absolutely need a human being in the process. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think we should do what we are good at. And I think that the first part is not something that people are better in than data can be no no for sure not because uh, we can look at the resume as you said and it can look a little bit a little bit weird or it it can have some things on it or i mean there are uh, if you can if you can look at it this way a designer will make a nicer that yep. resume than a developer most of the time, right? I mean, it's logical. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you're you're hiring the wrong developer yeah. or the wrong designer. But uh, but th- that that doesn't mean that someone isn't capable of doing something, right? Yeah. And that's that's the thing. Although I think that um, th- there is one thing that I'm also uh, that I also see a lot of people uh, talking about is that um, people talk about. Um, having someone write something down like ha- having someone write something uh, this uh something that they did or a decision or everything like that because they they can see the process that goes through that someone goes through right so mm-hmm. they see a text and they see how someone thinks i think that's a better test than just looking at the resume right because mm-hmm. in the resume i can put in that i did some kind of project but who knows if i did that project at that yeah. at that last company right so what I would uh, was what I was wondering about a little bit as well is that you started out uh, building a product, mm-hmm. as you said, uh, without the background that uh, usually is involved in in starting such a company. But you you started and you're kind of the head of product at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what are some of the things that you've learned in the in the meantime of building a product because I can imagine when you're starting out fresh and as you said naive <laughs> into such a pro- uh, in, into such a project that you learn a lot so what are some of the things that you learned uh, I learned a uh, programming language <laughs> <laughs> no I, I, I learned quite a lot over I think especially because our CTO joined in September and we now have a team of four developers mm-hmm. Uh, so it's 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 really a professional team. We have a refinement every week. We have a retro every week. Um, uh, since I'm the, let's say, the product owner now, I need to make all the tickets. We use GitLab for um, for our development uh, organization. We do too. <laughs> <laughs> Love GitLab. Love GitLab. Um, so I learned a lot about how how. 
how does a process work that make a product development possible? Mm-hmm. Uh, for when 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 we started developing this company, we were working with freelancers, and what I did was I created a list of all the things that needed to be done, and I talked to the guys on Monday, and then made, uh, most of the time on Wednesday and on Friday we had a call to see how everything was going, and I just. Uh, I, I think it was maybe it was even an Excel sheet with with what I wanted in terms of mm-hmm. functionality, but I didn't think one step further about okay how does that work how does that work on the background what do we need what what are the things that I uh, I'm not thinking of that I should think of as a product owner it, it, it may, most of the time the little small things that people won't even recognize in your product or won't even see that it's there mm-hmm. uh, but if it's not it's going to uh, it's people affecting. will see it yeah. it's affecting your product so i think that uh, the whole process uh, uh, behind the scenes of developing a product uh, is, is is really cool to see and it was the first time for me i i think i think uh, up to a year ago i didn't even heard of the term of project uh, product owner so yeah every, I, I... everything was new i think that's also a pitfall everything is new means that you uh, you don't have any frame of reference. So I think for our development team, uh, it's been quite a ride yeah. <laughs> to make me uh, familiar enough with how to how to deal with these processes. But I think nowadays we we are doing pretty good. So yeah, but you you um, uh, one thing that I noticed when I started doing it because I needed to do it as well, and mm-hmm. I, I also went through the process. I didn't, I wasn't in Scrum teams or whatever before we started working as we are working right now, mm-hmm. uh, and we are working with a remote team, which is even even harder because yeah. uh, you everything you define, everything that you say you want to have a user story or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has to be crystal clear, yeah. right? It has to be clear that when someone reads it, it can't be interpreted, right? Yeah. And that's one of the things that I've I've learned uh, along the way is that uh, sometimes I just write it down and I'm like, ah, someone is going to get this <laughs> first time around, right? <laughs> You're like, this is so obvious, it has to be like this. Yeah. And then you get something totally different. Yeah. Did you have that as well? Yeah, yeah, I did, <laughs> yeah, I had that as well. I think... Uh, maybe that was also the pitfall because if you are the one that comes up with the idea of a product, mm. uh, your suggestion is that everyone immediately understands what you are doing because I, I'm you are so madly in love with your product and you're thinking about it 24 hours, uh, 24 hours a day, uh, seven days a week, which sounds pretty desperate, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not desperate. Uh, I, I totally understand. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I know where you come from. I, uh, uh, what we did, for instance, is we, we introduced acceptance criteria on tickets uh, only, I think, three months ago. Didn't know what it was up to three months ago. <laughs> you were uh, like, this is really obvious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but those are the things that, that the describe your describe your ticket or your feature or what you want to a 10 year old and if the 10 year old will understand what you mean then it works then i think then the ticket is right to go to the development team mm. so for instance if i write a ticket my acceptance criteria can really be that i as an employee when i click on this button this is the drop down i will see and then i can go to the next step which sounds really stupid uh, which almost seems like uh, I'm thinking uh, I've really dumb team of developers, <laughs> yeah. but that's not it. I think the, the, the way developers think is, is really, uh, really fascinating and I'm learning from it every day. They, they look at it from so many angles that if you, 
if you forget one angle somewhere along the way, it, it, it goes wrong. And that's not because of the yeah. development team. That's because the product manager or product owner sucks at doing his or her job. Yeah. So in that case, it will be my responsibility. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. That, that, that's, the, that's the thing that I've noticed as well. It's, if it's a little bit unclear, it will be totally different outcome than yeah. what, you, that you, what you wanted. But uh, So when you look at hiring people, right? What, what, is, what are some of the traits that you really look for when, when you hire? So, of course, culture fit is one, but yeah. uh, uh, what are some other things that you say, okay, that's really the guy or girl that I really want to have in our, in our company? Well, it really depends on the job because, uh, of course, we use our own platform for, uh, for our own job applicants. Uh, and, uh, for instance, we've recently hired uh, a sales manager and a customer success manager. I think those skills are uh, uh, not not 100% the same, but they are in, let's say, the same category of things yeah. you would like to know. From a developer or a product owner or a name, it, the skills will be completely different. Mm -hmm. um, so that really depends on the role. What yeah. our product also does is uh, uh, based on all the information a client provides us with about a job, our algorithm tells you what games you should actually use and what the desired score should be. So our goal is for our clients to make that as easy as possible. But of course, since I'm building the product myself, I'm constantly switching between those games. And, and <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But I think uh, we, have a, we have a pretty clear vision on, on uh, skills you need for certain teams. Yeah. And then also there, there's also a team fit. Yeah, and, and kind of the personal traits when you look at that, because... Um, when I when I'm talking about personal traits, it's more like the soft skills, right? Yeah. So the the things that yeah. are not related to the, of course, someone that's a customer success manager has to be really communicative, right? Mm -hmm. They really need to know how to communicate and and not uh, and and be nice <laughs> in most cases, <laughs> but also be harsh when it when it's yeah. needed, right? Yeah. Uh, so what do you look for there? Is there kind of a a spark or something like that that you look for? Because when you rely on data, that's what I what I wanted to say is. When you rely on data, uh, it sometimes, say for instance, someone doesn't match your criteria, right? Mm -hmm. And you you meet them in person, you're like, okay, maybe the algorithm got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> then my algorithm sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, but do you uh, do you understand? It's just the the it's just that thing that uh, in some in some cases someone just has that spark, right? They have that something about them that you say, okay, I really need to have them, even though. Every data, every data point is saying it's wrong. <laughs> then I would really recommend you to not do it. <laughs> no, I think I think um, algorithms in recruitment are really good to um, uh, to analyze someone's past behavior, and mm. I think also to measure uh, some personality traits, some soft skills. Um, uh, we. You can't measure everything, so that's no. why why I already mentioned it's yeah, so important in, to in to include a recruiter later on in the process because because you can't measure everything. But while when we are searching uh, uh, for a new colleague, I think that that more than sixty or seventy percent of what we are searching for in terms of uh, personality can already be tackled in the game. So. Mm. Uh, for instance, we we uh, we need people in our team now that has that will have a really high need for autonomy because you uh, working in a startup means that the responsibilities are are really great and I think it can be quite confronting. Mm. So if you don't want to deal with that, if you don't have the need to take that responsibility, yeah. it won't work. Uh, 
things like how flexible are you? Uh, because yeah, it's a startup uh, startup rise is bumpy, right? It can yeah. be can be also tough uh, when something goes wrong. But also things like how good are you at uh, collaborating with other people? Hmm. What type of communication do you like? Uh, so pretty much of what we're searching for can still be tackled in in data, but of course always bring someone in uh, to validate whether the data was right. But if someone would mismatch on every single category based on the data we have, That's I a would really recommend <laughs> you to not go for it. <laughs> no, but uh, one one thing that uh, one thing that is interesting though is that what I've noticed a lot is uh, recruiters. Uh, sometimes in the IT, but when I look at the IT recruiters that are out there, um, when they're hiring, for example, they're hiring a developer or whatever, they don't really know what the job is, right? So they don't really understand what the what a developer does, what they really need to know and stuff like that. Is that something that the, the tool helps out with as well? But what we do, uh, what we uh, what we are doing for you is we force you to think a little bit deeper about the job. Um, so we are really forcing you to uh, to provide us with information uh, about every single aspect of a candidate. So, uh, for instance, terms like things like education, work experience, but also soft skills and hard skills. Uh, maybe you want some certificate, languages, uh, personality traits. Uh, maybe you need only half of the information for the job, but we will make sure that you tick every box before you go to the next step, so that you won't forget to think about it. I think if you have no clue about what you want in your company, uh, we might be one step uh, too soon for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, of course, you, you need a clear picture of, of what you want. Uh, but what we do see is that when people are using our products uh, somewhere along the right, they they uh, see like, okay, I, I didn't think about this aspect. And now it's, it's, it's asked to me, so maybe we should do something with it. Mm-hmm. Then it goes back into the company and then one week later they... Uh, eventually open open uh, the the job anyway um so i think we i think we 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 force you to think about everything but i don't know if we can help you finding out what you want if you've actually no clue yeah which that, 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 yeah that's the hard thing because that that situation the situation does arrive in a lot of companies, right, yeah. where, where they're like, okay, I need to hire someone for this, but I don't actually know what I'm <laughs> hiring for, right? Or, uh, as I said, we're hiring a developer, but the recruiter doesn't know development. Maybe yeah. they are not in the IT space yeah, at all. Yeah, but in that case, uh, uh, for instance, a developer can help setting up the profile exactly. in our platform. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. So, um, it, in, in terms of... of uh, that you lack of, of certain expertise, that I think that's not the biggest issue because someone can simply help you with that. Mm-hmm. I think if you have no clue, yeah, uh, that's if, if for instance you have a sales team, you have no clue whether you want a sales executive, a business developer, uh, or maybe a sales manager, then it will be tough to use our platform. Of course, yeah, that makes sense. So what's the dream? What's the actual dream that you want to to achieve? Because you're starting this not just by, to to start a company, right? No, I do, no, no. <laughs> I make real money. <laughs> you could have worked as a recruiter somewhere. I yeah. worked as a recruiter as well, yeah. Um, I think the ultimate uh, dream, I, I've always wanted to have a product company. So I think one dream has already, uh, has already come true. Check. Uh, check. <laughs> Nine more to go. Uh, no, I think... I think um, I would be really proud, of course, if the company would work, if, if we exist in a few years and we are selling it and, and everything goes well. Of course, that, that's a goal you have on starting a company. I think when you look at the greater goal, 
uh, we are doing something that scares people a little bit sometimes. I think because of the fact that recruitment is such a traditional market and we are uh, actually kicking uh, kicking on the market, we are trying to disrupt it a little bit by, by getting rid of resumes, bringing gamification into the process, uh, 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 finding an algorithm to to combine everything. It's it's pretty new for people. It's 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 um, it and new is scary for 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 many people. New is scary as well. So I think if within five years the way we recruit has changed in a way that we wanted to change, and people think of uh, Equalture as one of the companies that was actually ahead of the ahead of the innovation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be my my ultimate goal for now. Mm-hmm. And how how do you see it changing? So how do you see that space changing? So how do you see the hiring processes going to change and stuff like that? Because, as you said, it's mostly just send me the resume, send me a cover letter. I don't know why people still bother with that, but <laughs> I I understand why they do it. But it it is something like okay, I need really need to write a letter now why I want to work at your company. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, it, um, but how do you see that changing? Do you think there will be more companies like yours just working with data and trying to to find find out more? How how do you see that changing? Well, I think that there will be many more companies that are going to do what we are doing. Uh, that will be a compliment, I think, because then you do something <laughs> sure. good. Um, I think that um, because you see a lot of change now. I think, uh, uh, especially in the last two years, you see that the the rise of HR technology is pretty pretty high. You see that many companies are willing to change something. Uh, most of the times, don't know how to do that, but at least the mindset is there to change something. I think that. Uh, partly caused by the fact that uh, the economy is going well, so candidates really have a luxury position. So it should be it should be more fun to apply. It should be more fair to apply. It should be more easy for them. I think that's one of the things uh, that is causing a, a change slowly in the market. I think another thing is that uh, people will see that. A, I think that using data in the selection process is something new. Using data to find out how your HR strategy works isn't that new. I think that's something we are doing for a few years now. I think that that slowly every company is gathering enough data to see that we can simply do better, that we can do less bad hires, hire better people, uh, raising the quality of the hires we make. I think we, over the last few years, we've been able to gather that information and I think based on that information people will slowly see that that something needs to change and I think that will happen in the next five years very cool and uh, the last question to wrap up what are you most proud of up until now <laughs> ooh uh, what am I most proud of uh... that you're alive now <laughs> <laughs> uh, well I think most proud of the fact that uh uh, of course, as mentioned, I'm 22 years old, zero experience with, with IT. I think that many, uh, um, I think that when we started this company, many people were thinking like, this is never going to happen. Let them just play and figure out what they want. And I think they will come back and, and, and do something different. So I think we, we we have been able to make something happen, which I think many people didn't see us doing. Um, uh, and yeah, and that that requires uh, uh, some risk taking, some some uh, leadership skills that you need to develop along the way, because that's also 
a big challenge. You have now you now have a team. How to how to deal with a team? Everyone needs to be happy, etc. Uh, so I think I'm most proud of the fact that we we could make something happen that I think many people uh, didn't think it didn't would. think would 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 be would come true. Very cool. And uh, to wrap up, what uh, how can people find you on the internet? Uh, Equalsure.com. Okay. I think if you Google Equalsure, we are the only, <laughs> You're only <visual> one. <laughs> you, you've searched for that before you started with the day, right? <laughs> I know I know how it feels. Um, very cool. You also have your own podcast, right? Yeah, I have my own podcast channel. Yeah. yeah. And th- is that but I'm a, I'm a new one in the, in the, <laughs> the podcast market. <laughs> it's in English, right? Yeah, yeah, it's in English. Yeah. It's called the, the Hiring Room and we have a podcast once per month about, uh, about a, a hot topic in recruitment. Very cool. Uh, Charlotte, thank you again for being on the show. Thanks so much for inviting me. And uh, for the listeners, you can find the Bits vs. Byte podcast on uh, bitsvsbytes.com and also on all major podcasting platforms. And of course, on uh, LinkedIn, Instagram and Twitter, it's all Bits vs. Bytes. And I would like to thank you for listening and until next time. Yeah.